Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Welcome, Kingdom Influencing Nation, to another episode of the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. This is KIP. Listen, hey, I want to thank all of you for your patronage and for being a part of this listening audience on a weekly basis. Uh, I want to welcome two new countries, uh, Bolivia uh, and Aruba. Uh, we got some listeners from uh, Central, Central, that is South America and the Caribbean, Aruba. Uh, and I appreciate you all for your listening patronage. Hey, today I got a special, special guest with me. Um, this person has been with me for over 37 years and by virtue of me saying that some of you already know who this is, but, uh, she is the apple of my eye. She is the pearl in my clam. Uh, she is the milk in my cornflakes. She's all that and a bag of chips and I love her dearly. Um, 33 years of marriage we just recently celebrated matter of fact we're still celebrating and uh, 37 years of being together but I, I promised initially a long time ago that uh, when this podcast first started that I would do something with my wife on marriage and I've been challenged by a few of you who sent me uh, little messages about when is my wife coming on well uh, here she is uh, here with us for the very first time and she's going to help me kick off this marriage anniversary uh, special episode. As a matter of fact, we hope to do a few uh, marriage anniversary episodes uh, just to uh, bless those of you who are uh, trying to walk out your marriage in the wholeness of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to let my wife just give a few remarks and then we're going to get started. We're going to get started today. Jay? Hello, Kingdom Influencing Nation. How's everyone? It's a pleasure to be here. Honey, wow, 37 years, that's a long time. You know, even when we celebrated our 33rd anniversary, it just never dawned on me the length of time, but we've been together for a very long time. And I'm just really honored to be your wife and, and blessed that you're my husband. So thank you for having me on the show today. Oh, 
She gonna mess me up. So if I get nervous today, y'all know why I'm nervous. If I start stuttering or something like that, you know why I'm stuttering. But at any rate, uh, yeah, we've been together since we were uh, 19 years old. And uh, it's been a long journey. We've had our hills, uh, our peaks and our valleys. But here's the, the one of the keys to marriage is enduring. You know, the love of God endures with us uh, every day. There are fresh, fresh mercies at our doorstep. There's new grace, uh, new mercies. And uh, we have to be cognizant of the same thing as it re relates to marriage, that there needs to be uh, new grace and fresh mercies every day. Uh, and if you do those things and you endure um, the issues that are inherent in both of our humanities, you'll make it to the end. You'll make it to the end. And uh, there's some things, there's a lot of things we'll discuss. But let's, let's uh, Jay, talk candidly about marriage, some of the best practices and best principles. I'm going to open up with a, a question um, for you. If you were talking to uh, a newly married couple, what principle foundation of marriage should they ascribe to? What should they ascribe to? I would say initially, and these are the core foundationals, um, finances, mm -hmm. legacy, mm -hmm. both uh, financial and, um, how would I want to preface it? Financial and um, with each other, and also education. To me, if you do not have those three components to your foundation of your marriage, you're already operating and starting on a faulty foundation. So the first one is finance, and the second one is, of course, legacy. And then the last one is education. So let's get into each one of those. And uh, we may not get into it in a major, major detail way. We reserve that for an actual workshop or something of that magnitude. But in this podcast, if we could touch on some of the basic issues in finance you think a married couple should deal with in order to have a good marriage. Well, under the um, caption of finances, before you say I do in your courtship uh, period, I believe that it's crucial that you establish budget. You talk about budget. You talk about whether you want to start your marriage, whether you want to own a home or you want to start out renting somewhere um, you need to discuss multiple streams streams of income you need to talk about your life insurance and you need to talk about travel because that comes under fun comes under finances you need to decide where you may want to go in the first couple of years and you know now develop a financial strategy to get you there um, finances that is a beast in a marriage if you don't have you know um, effective dialogue and it doesn't start once you say I do, it actually starts before you say I do. But if you don't have that knowledge base, then of course, by default, it will start after you say I do. But then you're going to have, you know, some hills that you need to climb that you could have avoided had you discussed it prior to. I want to add some things to that because that is a, a critical component uh, of marriage, uh, finance. And I think a lot of people get into it with the wrong uh, conception uh, for example people who actually think that and, and this may work for some people but it works for very few people I mean in the 30 uh, some odd years that we've had our own uh, marriage and then the marriage education that we've probably done over the last 20 years mm -hmm. dealing with couples mm -hmm. we found that couples who uh, are cognizant of what each other has 
uh, in terms of there being one joint bank account, there being uh, there may be investment accounts and there may be other accounts, but no one has an account that's separate from the spouse where the spouse does not have access to that account. And, and I believe that that carries a, a huge amount of weight in the marriage covenant because people need to understand that it's important to hold each other accountable. Absolutely. It's important that, you know, I don't have a secret account because marriages go through rough times. And if I have this secret account and these secret, and, and we could even take it deeper, secret emails and secret Facebooks and, yes. uh, you know, uh, all of these, uh, what are they called, digital platform accounts, mm-hmm. these private accounts, um, I can, I'm targeting myself. Yes. And actually, I'm not really targeting myself as much as the enemy is targeting me now. Because I've left him a crack, I've left him access exactly. to be able to wreak havoc in our marriage. Because I've always said this about secrets in a marriage: secrets in a marriage are like cancer. Eventually, they're going to catch up to you and they're going to eat you up. Exactly. And when you when you come together and you put everything on the table, you know some people may feel like, well, I don't want my wife in my business, or he doesn't need to know that. Um, actually, if you're going to have a wholesome marriage. You need to put everything on the table, and each uh, spouse needs to know. Now, how you um, proceed from there, that is totally up to you, but it needs to be known because what's exposed cannot come back to now cause havoc in your marriage. What you don't expose is always that hidden factor, if you will, and like my husband just said, the cancer now can start growing. And you don't want that 10 years into your marriage, 20 years into your marriage, even 30 years into your marriage. We see all these marriages are dissolving and, you know, you wonder why. And, you know, you just want to do everything in your power uh, before you get married and then after you get married to make sure that your marriage is, you know, is adhering together like glue to a piece of paper. You want it to adhere perfectly, as perfect as possible. You don't want to leave any air holes in it. So then, uh, you know, literally, uh, transparency is probably one of the keys. Transparency in finance. Uh, you talked about owning and renting. Of course, making those kind of financial decisions that are critical to the first few years of marriage. You know, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Establishing multiple streams of income because of the uh, volatility in the stock mm-hmm. market and volatility in the uh, job market, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're able to survive a six-month uh, tenuous time exactly. where you may not have uh, finances coming in the way that you're uh, used to them coming in, but you do have resources put aside mm-hmm. to survive those times. Yes. Because if you don't, that, that again, again can be a place of arguments and dissension and so on and so forth. And then, of <clears> course, <throat> proper life insurance being in place uh, proper wills being yes. in place, investments, uh, all those investments, things. and and those those kinds of things, uh, and then you talked about travel, being able to spend that time. Why is travel so important when you're talking about marriage? Because you need time to break away from your mundane. Yes, you need to be able to break away from your traditions and you and the the vicissitudes of life. You know, the work pace, the children pace, uh, you know, just the pace of living. And uh, to have a place where you guys can go and spend some time, and if you're if you're finance locked, 
then you at least want to do some staycations mm -hmm. where you stay home, turn those cell phones off, uh, turn off all of the things that, uh, 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 how do you say, interface or interact with your uh, daily time and just spend that time that together. quality time together. Yeah, quality time, talking and investing in each other, investing in each other. So those things are critical if you're going to be uh, married in this new era. I want to add one other thing too, and those of you who are purchasing homes, there's a, a new trend out here where people are actually purchasing oh, yeah. homes that's yeah large enough Airbnb so you can do it exactly yeah. and you can do an Airbnb capacity and automatically have if you live in an area where you know people like to come and people like to spend time uh, that's an automatic stream of income that could boost your income upwards to you know two thousand dollars a month up to ten thousand dollars a month depending on what the cost of your airbnb mm -hmm. and the length of stay and those kinds yeah. of things they're they're literally building the homes to to um design like that so i know they're already in texas um i believe it's dallas texas was mm -hmm. it dallas i think it was dallas yeah uh, maybe some homes like that in orlando that are being built but it, it's something to think about it may cost a few extra thousand dollars on the front end but on the back end you'll clear that debt and then everything else will be gravy that you can put towards your legacy your investments and your those travel vacations and th those kinds of things um what would you say you said the next thing was legacy so let's talk a little bit about legacy and the kinds <laughs> of things that uh legacy creates what, what we talk about okay well we all know that when you say legacy most people think of finances but that's why i gave finances own separate category mm -hmm. and with this legacy uh the way it was downloaded to me it's legacy with each other legacy with your children legacy with your example that you leave your children and just the things that you do to empower encourage support um your spouse so first so you're, you're talking more like not just and we talked about finance but finances is, is nothing and if we had warren buffett here he'd mm -hmm. talk about it from the same uh perch and uh we had some of our jewish brothers they would talk about it from the same perch yes because in order to establish true legacy there needs to be a culture inherent exactly that we pass from our marriage covenant mm -hmm. into those children yes something they both see some things that they're accountable to doing mm -hmm. and and some things that we need to impart to them and they can duplicate and they can duplicate so yeah go ahead and, and talk about some of those things okay so first and foremost is your spiritual life you know praying together where you fellowship uh, for your ministry <clears throat> and if those two components especially the praying together are not a part of your day-to-day -day operation then you're already at a deficit because one must understand prayer equips you to know what you need to do to know how to empower your spouse to know how to accentuate your spouse to know how to minister to your spouse and then you need to find somewhere to fellowship together so you are receiving the same impartation on a weekly basis you're not being told a at this ministry and then your spouse is being told b at this ministry and then you come together and now there's an explosion of disagreement argument and dissension and so, you know, those things need to line up together. Then after that, I would say that there are spousal investments. 
um, love investments. And we all know love is an action word. So we have to, you know, have investments into our spouse. You know, we shouldn't dwell on the negative, but accentuate the positive about our spouse. We need to be enduring. We need to have acceptance of our spouse. You know, sometimes we may see something that we don't like or we feel that our spouse can do better, but until they get to that point, then you need to encourage them. You need to be accepted, acceptant of where they are and who they are in this particular season of your marriage. You know, Critical criticism never gets any desired results. Constructive criticism will always give you the desired results that you're looking for. So after that, I would say that intimacy is um, crucial. You know, trust is crucial. You know, you need to talk about children. You know, how many children do you want? How do you want to rear your children? The type of schooling, et cetera, et cetera. You, we have to, you know, be cognizant of these things. We may love our spouse, but we also have a responsibility to love them correctly and be helpmates if you're a woman to your husband and if you're a man to your wife, be um, a priest of your home and uh, caring for your home, protecting your home, covering your family. And then you should talk frequently and you should... After that, make memories, you know? Your husband should be your best friend forever, your BFF. I'm sorry, yeah, your, your BFF. You know, I mean, my husband is my BFF. There's no one outside of this man that I'm sit, sitting beside currently that knows me, that understands me. No one outside of my marital covenant should have that kind of insight to me. And I understand we all had BFFs, you know, before we got married. But when you get married, that BFF should take a second role, a third role, and your husband should be your number one because that's your biggest cheerleader. Your husband or your wife should be your biggest cheerleader. And you have fun together. Make memories, you know, just be spontaneous. Do creative things. You continue to date each other. The same attraction that you had prior to saying I do should not drop off. It should be a continual, a continuance of that same, you know, dressing up for your husband, going out on date night, you know, going to uh, movies, plays, nice restaurants, uh, whatever it is that you enjoy doing. Those things should not drop off. And you need to find the humor in your mistakes in marriage. You just should not take yourself that seriously. Find the humor in your mistakes. I mean, if you're out, if, if your husband fixed your dinner or you fixed dinner and you're sitting at the table and you <laughs> you have your spoon or fork and, and you're getting some rice and it all falls in your lap and you're sitting there looking so dumbfounded and so embarrassed. I mean, this is a man you dated for a, a period of time or you've been married to for a period of time. There is no embarrassment. You have to find the humor in the little things in life. Because life can be stressful, and so there's no need to be that uptight. It's just no need. So laughter then doeth like a medicine, as the scripture declares. Uh, the more we laugh together, the more we grow together. Absolutely. The, the more we de-stress together. I want to add something to that legacy, and I, I think it's critical because there is a 66-book legacy that has been written to us, and we need to, uh, as we pray together, and as we have a fellowship together, ministry, we need to uh, make sure that we spend time in the word. Mm -hmm. But I want to also say, because all of this goes out the window, if we don't have the first things first. First things first is an access to true covenant. And I may not talk about that in detail today, but it's got to be your husband, the wife, and Christ as the center of that relationship. 
So you need, that's the glue that my wife was talking about. It's Christ that keeps us together. That That is like the glue on the paper that allows for there to be no holes. We, we need that uh, as initial uh, part of our relationship. The, the, the second thing that she talked about uh, was spousal investment. So we, we do a thing called spiritual banking. And I, I think that all of you need to understand that you can invest in your relationship and you can divest in your relationship. You can make deposits to your relationship or you can add or you can subtract with withdrawals to your relationship. So when you're building your marriage, you want to encourage, build, edify, mm -hmm. do the kinds mm -hmm. of things that your spouse likes. That's how you demonstrate love. It's not about what you like. It's about what she likes. It's not about, about what uh, he likes. It's about uh, what, you, what you like. So if you're the man, your main interest is in building the wife. If you are the wife, your main interest is then reciprocating and building your husband mm -hmm. and here's the thing I, th I think this is critical because you may get into a marriage where one individual doesn't know how to reciprocate and so you're saying to yourself well if he doesn't do it I'm not doing it or if she doesn't do it I'm not doing it that's where Christ comes in we do not do this for each other as much as we do it for the Christ that holds us together because ultimately the marriage covenant represents the relationship that Christ has with the church. And so then our main goal and our main attribute is to make sure that we represent Christ in the marriage. And so if one spouse is lacking in that area, then the other spouse needs to put their best exactly. foot forward to make <clears throat> sure that that thing is coming. Now, the best of our worlds is when both of you are able to do that um, and you know, make memories. And I, we talked about this a little bit we talked about this a little bit, making memories. Uh, we make memories wherever we go. Uh, yeah. I talked about using some simple things, like using Google. and <laughs> Open yep, table. An open table yeah. when we travel. We want to know what's the best restaurant for salad. What's the best breakfast in Los Angeles? What's the best hamburger or ribs when we were in Memphis? Yeah. You know. Well, wherever we are, we use Yelp and we use Google so that we can not only enjoy the the the, the uh, vacation or the time together but we want to enjoy the indigenous nature culture, of yeah. that culture of mm -hmm. that uh, particular city or particular country when we were in Zimbabwe and you were uh, took advantage I think it was that Livingston Falls or something yeah bungee jumping and you bungee jumping off a bridge now that's not my thing <laughs> But that's my wife's thing. So I participated in prayer and in the, and in the speaking of tongues. But I let her jump off that bridge over the Zambezi River full of uh, hippopotamuses, uh, tiger fish, or bull sharks, uh, uh, snakes, and, and, and crocodiles. Yeah. And, you know, and she enjoyed that. I certainly now, did. I praise God for her enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> we have to allow each other. And what I'm saying is, in short, is allow your spouse to be your spouse. Yes. Allow that person to be who they are. Yeah. Em Don't, yeah. Embrace their uniqueness. Don't, do not try to duplicate you in them. Allow God to be God in their lives. He made them with a certain DNA, a spiritual DNA that is, on purpose. And he doesn't want you to try to alter that. And a lot of that is putting opposites together. 
Yes. Listen, we are we are definitely getting ready to run out of some time. Yeah, here. absolutely. We yeah. got about three minutes left in the broadcast, and I don't even want to uh, extend ourselves into that because there's so much more that we need to talk about. Um, I know there's a piece on education. Can you go over that quickly? Uh, you had. It's just education, um, how to invest into your marriage educationally, how to invest in yourself educationally, and so we'll talk more about that at a later time. All right, all right. So basically then we have uh, finances, uh, legacy, and education, but all of this is built on the marital covenant. Absolutely. Uh, there needs to be a covenant. There needs to be a relationship with God that helps to hold this yes. thing together. Because the two of us together, humans can't keep covenant. No, no. no. We're going to mess it up. No, we're, we're very intelligent and God has given us a, a modicum of uh, brain power. But uh, ultimately, we have to go back to the creator to get the, the blueprint to how to be successful in life. All right, that, that's a good place to end. Listen, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Today, we've had with us my wife. She's a certified life coach. Uh, her specialty, of course, is, is working with uh, the ladies, females. I, I know you're happy out there. Her email address, if you want to reach her, is Zoe, Z-O-E-E-L-Y-F-E, uh, at gmail.com Zoe Life Z-O-E-E-L-Y-F-E at gmail.com if you'd like to talk to her in person it's, her number is 904-479-8509 you can call during business hours from uh, 10 to 5 and uh, uh, that's right 10 to 5 she sets her own hours alright so uh, feel free to do that uh, we love you we appreciate you we'll see you next week this is yes. part 1 We'll talk again next week and we'll deal with part Part two. two. And we love you guys. So I want to close out by sending you some peace, love, and... Don't do it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love you, Kingdom Influencing Nation. Until next time, be blessed. Bye.